Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia. I'm Russell Barwick and Sam Kigovich. Big news, we thought the election, we don't like to touch <laughs> no, on politics, we, we thought it was 1v2, but now Big Clive has stepped into the fray. Big Clive Palmer, he's launched yes. his uh, United Party, he's launching... Uh, United Australia. United Australia, and let's hope he doesn't do it on the Titanic he's just building, because you know what's happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic 2. Well, that could be the case. Tonight on the show, Gay and Singo part ways. Ooh. Why can't the goal umpires just get out of the way? And why won't referees send players on their way? And the Monster is on his way to Seattle. Who the Monster. Plus, there's no way anyone is taking Asada seriously. And Celebrity Splash shows us how bad television can really get. It was just absolutely awful. Way awful. And it's all brought to you by <laughs> our very good friend, SportingBet.com. And we know what bad television is all about, so we know. <laughs> uh, there has been a massive falling out between Gay Waterhouse and John Singleton regarding more joyous on the weekend in the all-age stakes. Now, we all know the whys and the wherefores, yes. Tom and Robbie and Gay and yeah. Singo. Lover's tiff, or is there something more no, serious? No, I just think it's a, uh, a lover's tiff and a bad spat. And the fact... It's been brilliant. Singo's implied that, you know, Gay had passed on information to a bookmaker son, Tom, about more joyous, his star man not being totally fit to run. Now, race courses, you and I both know. Full of rumours. We've all been involved in that volatile investment portfolio known as the punt. Are renowned for rumours, scuttlebutt and innuendo. But is there any... There is, is there a, the modicum, there's a modicum there. There's a modicum of truth there. This has been brewing for some time. I understand. It's simmering underneath. The only thing the that number, needs to be on, clarified... Yeah, that, that needs to be clarified, Russ, is on the rules of racing. If there is an abnormality about the horse... If the horse has been administered with something, they must be the told. The stewards have to be informed okay. in the morning so that the punters are made aware, so that their hard-earned goes on someone that is tired. This I got to, No, no, my question is, the leading trainer in the country and the two leading bookmakers in the country as well, yeah. uh, is there a correlation that can't sit right forever? No. Well, because it's mum and, daughter, mum and son. Don't you think mum and son about, talk about horses? What about mum and the one, husband? The one big story here that needs to be really researched by all the uh, governing bodies is the allegations made by Singo cut to the very core of race. That's its integrity. Okay. Now, if there is something uh, untoward, well, it's got to be revealed. They'll find out. Now, the Asada investigation into Cronulla took another turn this week with interviews cancelled midstream on Monday. The Sharks players fronting up casually dressed, almost thumbing their noses at the investigators. I think they were. I don't but know. you know what? I have... I have two schools of thought. One, I think that that's very bad form. But at the same time, if they don't believe they should be there and Wade Graham was first up... And, I mean, if you're first up, you've got this impression that you're the first guilty, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't send the good guy to the principal's to office. The slaughter, no. You send the bad guy. And Wade Graham has basically said, and so too has Todd Carney and everybody else who was involved, I kind of support that. Well, because at the moment there's been bubbles. Okay. There was a story on the weekend suggesting that peptides had something to do with accelerating the death of Johnny Manor. It was just an awful story. Awful story. Which was just a beat Whoever up. perpetrated that... I agree. That was just you know, woeful journalism. The longer, the longer was, this case is going... It was poo-pooed on the following day mm. by the sister paper of the same organisation. I just think it's just so badly handled by everyone at this stage. The longer this is going and stretched out for, 
the more and more it's starting to be revealed that there's a true gen or the true genesis or the true origins of this. Uh, well, then they've cancelled it for no. Asada obviously no haven't got very much to go nothing. on. They've got nothing. And they're clutching at straws now, and now they're being made fools of. Now they, they had a crack at Cronulla, then yeah. they had a crack at James Hurd, yeah. and now they're back at Cronulla but again. But that thing about man about uh, cancer, not one oncologist no. in his right frame of mind would ever give you a drug that would uh, accelerate or expedite yeah. cancer, for God's sake. Yeah, no, that's right. No Go one on. is that derelict. Goal umpires in the AFL had a torrid weekend, highlighted by the incident in the Fremantle-Richmond game where a goal umpire's leg got in the way of a potential match-winning goal. Let's face it, it would have won them oh. the match. There's no potential about it. How now, hard is it the goal umpire? But they did it a couple of times later. No. They straddled the You know the why? Because they're dumb. No, they're not. They're not. They are, they're they, dumb. They're not dumb. That's you know, unfair. That's not unfair. No, it's not unfair. They're, they follow the ball. You know, they, 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 what, mate, players... They, they do this. Players miss from dead the in front. Sometimes the ball's at ground level. Players miss from dead in front. Are they dumb? The goal umpires aren't dumb. They get caught in a position, one in every hundred, oh, and unfortunately, one in every thousand, unfortunately this time it's a goal, okay. a match changing so goal. So modern technology costs millions of dollars to get cameras. Scrap the camera. Ron Barashi told you 40 years ago, get two umpires. How hard is that? Park one in a banana chair or in a hammock somewhere alongside so he can see the, the horizontal or the, or the line and the adjudicate. How can an umpire position himself in that? And I saw that incident. Oh, yeah. He positioned himself, hit his, hit his legs behind the line. Mate. And then they all try to confer boundary umpires, field umpires. They don't know. Mate. It's a matter of positioning. Something's it's presence of mind. How much? That's dumb. How much? What? How much did you have on Richmond? No, I didn't. I didn't have a vested interest in it. <laughs> but I tell you what, I know where that bloke lives, I'm telling you. The rugby league in South Sydney's Greg Inglis was on the end of three spear tackles. And I watched, oh, he has copped a fair hiding lately. Yeah. And against Manly, it was a pretty bad run. But one went unpenalised while Richard Fayoso was the copper in the other two and he was didn't only get, placed on report. Didn't get sent off. Never got sent off. How do you, look, How do you I understand, I understand, but well, didn't even get sin Two spear tackles. In the old days, one spear tackle, but you march. Yeah. Then they said, OK, we've got to go through the judiciary and find out whether he's guilty or not. First one was bad. Second one, same player, same player. Mate, well, I've two got a, times, off you go for ten cool heels or minimum I've got a theory on this. And maximum send him I've off. I've got a theory. I've watched English play a lot. Of course you have, because well, you're Melbourne's you. number one no. supporter. English is very hard to tackle. Oh, you're not going to do this. Let me tell you. You've read this. No, this is rubbish. I'm not. Greg Inglis no, is a I'm great footballer. You. He runs. He, I'm telling you, I've watched everyone try to tackle Greg. They can never bring him down. Now, what they're trying to do, they're getting tackled by the his legs. And they don't purposely try no, to spear the, tackle him. The but tackle because he's so stopped. big and awkward and powerful that, you know, when they get him down... Unfortunately, falls on each. And that wasn't a direct spear tackle. Actually, he fell on his shoulder no, in that one. You, you didn't watch it. I don't it. think it was. The I tackle, did see it. The tackle was stopped, and then he's gone up and doozy. Well, he should to, have been sent off. lift him. Yeah, OK. As soon Just as you get, lift someone, I guess you're probably right. You watch next week. It'll be some Greg Smith in uh, reserve grade and some little toy holding cup guy. Their okay. He'll get wrist straight away. Uh, the Australian Ashes squad has been named, and it has included names like Chris Rogers, Brad Haddon as vice-captain, both about 35 or 37. Ryan Harris got a run, despite him being injured for the last two and a half years. And James Faulkner. You might not know him, because I don't know him either. It is a dog's breakfast of a side, according to most experts. Uh, potentially the worst team ever to head to England since you-know-who sailed across the you know what? Well, you be very careful when you say that, because I in 1989, Alan Border's side was, was regarded as the worst side to ever leave our shores. It came back absolutely whitewashing England and was hugely successful. Now, 
Alan Bordesoy at the time had was Marsh. He, was England Boone. the number one team in the world at the time? No, they were pretty... Uh, but still, it was regarded as the worst side to ever go to the old day. But, but you're going up against probably I'm, the best team in I'm the world. I'm still saying, I'm still saying now that our bowling attack, Pattinson, Stark, Harris, if he stays fit, <laughs> and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Siddle. Yeah. They're the equal of the comparable to the English attack. Where, our, where we've got a real failure is our bats. But if we, can if we can improve there, Clark is an outstanding bat. But where the, does Rogers play? Rogers is a good bat. He's made, yeah, but where does he the play? He's the highest shield. He's about, OK. OK, he'll, he'll so bat number three or we've four. We've got seven openers. Well, well, OK, he'll bat three or four. What about Watson stepping down? Well, no, Watson will open with Watson. You'll open with Watson? I don't mind Watson. I'd send Watson name down. A count and Watson I'd open with. And I'd send what's the name down the order a bit. Uh, Davy Davy Warner. Davy Warner. Okay, righto. I wouldn't mind having him. Liverpool's Luis Suarez has been banned for ten matches. Should have been banned for ten years for biting Branislav Ivanovic of Chelsea a week ago. He admitted his guilt straight away and did not appeal. But many are surprised at the harshness of the penalty. What <laughs> harshness? Do you reckon? What do you reckon he should have got? The funny thing. If was... I did that to you, would you be back here next week? <laughs> you wouldn't be back here because you'd be on the floor after oh, I bet you. Right. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, he said he's not going to appeal because yeah. he didn't want the fans to have a, a, yeah. a, a bad impression of him. I'm saying, mate, you're not yeah. appealing because you tried to take a chunk of skin out of Branislav's arm. I've got to say, in what's going on in those guys' in all heads? Sport, in all sport, outside of kicking, it is up there. Marginally, as the uh, the worst offence you can ever probably you, commit. But players just frown, peers frown, the, frown on it. The Jets crackers biting and spitting are the top three. The top three, you know, and to get a ten week penalty, let me tell you. But he still gets paid while he's bad. Well, yeah, but why would you be surprised well, that? But it's just everyone gets paid in this day and age. Yeah, uh, Russ, bureaucracy know. gone mad. Mad. You know, no one gets rewarded for or incentivated for doing anything good. He did cop a fine from Liverpool, but it's nowhere near he what he gets. Fine. He should be barred for two every... years and taught some manners, bad manners. And that other guy we paid out on last year, last about a month ago, got that car show. What's his name? Oh, that fella, yeah, that whatever fella, his name is. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Jeremy someone, isn't it? Jeremy, Jeremy yes. Clarkson, yeah. Jeremy you Clarkson. Stay over there. We don't want you back either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's part one of the headlines done. We're not finished. Yeah. We've got a couple more darts that we're going to throw straight after the break, including at the Eagles. We're going to throw a couple at the Roosters. And we're going to throw one at the Mont. Yeah. And we're going to find out the world's best sporting nickname. Yeah, good nicknames too. Slamming I've got a couple Sam. of good Slamming Sam's OK. Horse is not a bad one. The master. The master. Plenty going on in the world of sport right now, so plenty more headlines coming your way and back to the AFL. And what has gone wrong with the West Coast Eagles? One and four at the moment on the weekend against Port. They blew a 41-point lead, not like the old mm. West Coast, and they're a far cry. They've lost Darren Glass and Nat Nui still... Emily, that knew he's a big loss. He's and more might importantly, be coming back shortly, but they're under the pump. A couple of intangibles, mate. They've lost a bit of self-belief and a bit of confidence. And their kicking's been atrocious. They kicked 723 against Carlton. And last week they blew a 41-point lead and they kicked about 920 or something. Now I know Port have won That's four or five a confidence in a row, thing. but you'd never lose too many games when you're up by 41 points. No, it's, it's a worrying is, trend. This is when the other team had only kicked two goals. Mm. They are up by 40 points. So it's a very bad sign for And I read in with West. interest also, Russ, during the week that uh, Johnny Warsfold's tried to put a positive spin on things by saying, OK, we've lost about three or four games, but all's not lost for the season. We can come back strong. We've got a few issues to address. 
And I reckon he's starting to get really concerned because he's starting to put a, well, a spin on things that, you know, doesn't really sound that convincing. Can, can they come back? Can they make the Well, eight? you can. We lost the first four games in 75 as yeah, you alluded to won the Premiership. You made the grand final the year before, yeah, so that yeah. was a bit of a difference. Can West Coast, in this current environment, giving teams like yeah. Essendon and Port, who you think might drop off, they've still got a 20-point head start. Well, history has proven to us it's very compelling that you know, you're losing early games, very hard to catch up later in the year. But they have got the talent there. They can amass their very best side. They are a chance, but they've got to get moving very quickly. In the NRL, the Sydney Roosters put a big score on the Dragons in their Anzac Day clash, and they now sit, would you believe, 5-2 and two in the top three. South and Manly have been considered Melbourne's biggest challenges, but really everyone's now talking... Perhaps the oh. Roosters may be the third, uh, the third estate. All of a sudden, the two best buyers in the off-season are Sonny Bill Williams yeah. and James Maloney. Now James two Maloney best halves they got. playing with Mitchell Pearce yeah. and you've got young Mortimer coming off the bench and playing at either six, seven or nine. Gee, it's a good combination and Sonny Bill's going well and these guys out wide, Orbison is playing good football. I reckon the one thing that's made them what they are... Well, apart from the fact he probably coached very well. Jared Waria Hargraves is just a uh, big lump of a front, lad. Front rower. But I reckon, uh, I really reckon that Sonny Bill, I know we talk about Sonny Bill, yes. I was, I've got to be... I was, <laughs> I mate, like I was there. You, you I was there, there. you were there. I was a cynic, I say, I hope I never but see I him again. But I reckon come September, come September, every side that wins has got to have an X factor. And I reckon Sonny Bill could be that X... You know that game breaker, he's got that touch you, of class, dexterity, as can much, do something a bit out of the norm. As much as I like to be right all the time, it does happen that well, I'm wrong. Not, not I've far. got this one way wrong. He is just one out of the box. Uh, what he's done when you... Forget about the off... I have to forget about the off-field because I bring in the off-field and I dislike what I reckon what that's been quelled. I think he's handled that very well. Just his ability yeah. to just slot in and that little deft yeah. pass and the amount of... Oh, I think he's just... And they love him down there too. Of course you know, they do. Really, winning. Uh, yeah, he's really, winning. He's rolled his sleeve up and immersed himself in the community and been a terrific asset. Queensland giant Jesse Williams, a.k.a. The Monster, is heading to the Seattle Seahawks in the NFL. He got selected eventually in the 137th pick in the draft. Fifth round. He was expected to go much earlier, but he got uh, a knee problem that sort of scared yeah. a few away. He's only the second Aussie ever to be drafted after Colin Scotts, who came out of the, U, the University of Hawaii. Yeah. Is this the biggest chance of us making it on the big stage? He's almost as short of being a superstar, this guy, because he Two comes from the College of Alabama, of which the coach is Nick Saden, and they run almost an NRL program. I did a bit of research on this guy. Well, Nick Saden is the coach of the uh, Alabama College. He is almost an NRL coach, and yeah. he runs the same program, NFL and this guy coach. is touted in the <laughs> NFL, NRL. You did a lot of research. <laughs> Jeez, no, um, I'm glad you did research. At 147 kilos, he's only a 22-year-old kid. <laughs> Let me tell you, they say that he could be one of the all-time greats. I heard a story on the weekend that he went into the Queensland Reds uh, training centre for some pre-season training. Well, he loves his gym. And tried to bench press 250 kilos, yeah. and they didn't have enough weights to put on the bar. Yeah, I know. Isn't that bizarre? He's, he's um, phenomenal, they say. Aussie kicker Brad Wing also Wing, yeah. uh, going to the NFL, but apparently got a bit of an attitude problem that we want to see. But the Seattle gone. Hawks have got a history of hiring a lot of Aussies. Have Rocker played for them as well, as you know, well, as a kicker. So, uh, and I'll tell you the good thing about the uh, Hawks. They're a very Seahawks. strong side, the Seahawks. They're a very strong side, so he's not going to a lowly it club. Rains 80% be, of yeah, the time exactly in, uh, right. in Seattle. Oh. As we mentioned, that, I got that from uh, yeah. Seattle Grace, of course. Yeah, no, Grace you've Anatomy. done a bit of research. Uh, as we mentioned, Jesse Williams goes by the nickname of That Monster. So it's got us thinking about some of the great footy nicknames. Of course, Kekker, you played with some of the... You were Slamming Sam Kekovich, yeah. but you were Kekker on the field, right? I was. Yeah, no, so, Slamming Sam. 
What did some of the other blokes uh, go I like in? Rodney Hogg. Rodney Hogg's a great mate of mine, a great Australian fast bowler. We called him the owl. Why is that? You couldn't give a hoot. And, <laughs> <laughs> and also yeah. my other mate, Jeff Thompson, the Australian fast bowler, I got called him Cinderella. Why? Because he wouldn't go to the ball. No, I, had, I heard a mate of yours in football was called Cinderella because he never went near the ball. Yeah, he never went near the ball. But, but you but played with a guy called Bruce Duell who was called the Flying Doormat. Doormat. And the other guy I played with? Uh, Mick Nolan. It was called the... the galloping Gasometer. The galloping Gasometer. And he was hungry. Uh, Kevin Bartlett. Kevin Bartlett. Um, Phil Sigsworth was uh, What's a Packeter. And there was a guy in the West Tigers once told me there was a guy in their team that they called the tuna milkshake. Oh, come on now. Keep it and tidy. There was a, no, there was a Keep reason. it tidy. Nobody likes a tuna milkshake. Oh, yes. What I about see. some of the worst nicknames you well, have? Well, what about Hungry? I, I've, I asked you about Hungry. What about yeah. Dominator? Uh, who was he? Um, Wayne Johnson. Wayne Johnson, of course. Dominator. What about the... Uh, the Penetrator. Refrigerator. The Refrigerator. <laughs> well, the Refrigerator was the American... The, the big front, the no, big front row, the big linebacker. The William Perry, that's exactly, uh, exactly right. Okay, and of course the greatest nickname of all is God, which was Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett, yes. yes. Uh, that's the headlines. Next up, time to hand out some grades. If you've got some nicknames, by the way, head to our Facebook page. But we're going to hand out some grades to David Smith the boss of the NRL, Super Rugby, and just how well did reality show rookie Celebrity Splash do in its first day out? I think it took a dive. <coughs> a what? Took a dive, I think. School is in. I'm Professor Barwick, and he is Lord of the Manor, Kegovich. It's time to hand out some grades, and he's copped a bit of flack early on in his NRL career. Dave Smith, the new NRL boss, yeah. what grade do you give him after the first few months in the job? I'm giving B, but it's too premature at this stage. I know you probably, you know, you're going to give an F or a B. Because okay. I, it's hard, too hard to grade him yet because he's only been in the job... I've given him a C. I think what he's done the last month or so by asserting his authority and nominating, say, Greenberg as the head of football yep. and a couple of other appointments... He's starting to... You've got to give him two or three months but to find his that. feet. He's done that and he's left a few holes. Well, I, a few... He's made a couple of little minor errors. I'm not worried about the little spat he's having with no. Ray Hadley. I do, but I do agree with what Ray said about the cost of city country, and you agree with that. Yeah, he should have totally, just totally. should have just opened up the gates. They yeah. made 1.25 billion in the in the broadcast rights. They're going to anyone could have done. They could afford to anyone give a freebie away yeah. to the people in cost. Look, he's a C, but he's hanging on the precipice. We're just into the second half of the Super Rugby season, so let's give a half yearly grade for the year so far. I must confess, I'm still a bit uh, uncertain about this. I'm giving it a B. I think there have been some good games. I think the fact that there's been more scoring, I think they've been throwing the ball out wide. It's not as defensive as it was. I think it's got a lot more appeal. And the fact that the lines are coming out this okay. year is giving it a little bit this more is, impetus. This is the real grade. And uh, the reason is, can you tell me any game that you've watched where you've been entertained? Well, some of the Rebels game. The Rebels got, just got mm. beat by points. I've watched a bit of Rebels, that. Rebels, when did they get and beat I by a point? When did the, the Rebels Crusaders get... just no, beat them beat by... No, didn't beat them by a point. They beat them by about six points no, or five points. My, just... my point is that all we're hearing about is Curtly Beale. We're hearing about Drew Mitchell leaving. Yeah. We're hearing about Digby Uwana, Quade Cooper. Yeah, OK. Get your off-field stuff sorted and this will be an A because we've got two teams top of the ladder and nobody knows anything about them. All we know about is the off-field crap. Well, the Brumbies, we know about the Brumbies. There's no Waratahs. confirmation yet, but plenty of speculation that this will be Mark Webber's final year in F1. So what grade for his entire career? Well, I reckon I'm giving him a B. 
He's just short of the top echelon. What I do you reckon I'm going to give him? You probably give him an A because you, you, yeah, of course, because you know you feel guilty. I don't feel guilty. him all I'm his gonna, career. I have. I've lambasted him all his career. But forget, he's a genuine B. He's not an A. He's forget about the stats. He has kept stats are Formula One in the front of Australians' minds for oh, the last seven years, no, no. despite being given the royal no. shaft by me, Listen by you, rating. and by a hundred other people. Tree rating is a B. He's got an A. Is he's it, won, what, nine no. or ten Grand Prix? So you're being patronising I'm now. not being patronising. Patronising. An A belongs to those that have achieved at the very top end. Yeah, but, but it's Australia. We're little battlers down no, here. It's we're just not a boy little from, battlers. We're punch above our weight. from Queen Bianne, I'm giving him an A. There is no patronising in my world. Yeah, OK, move on. Finally, what grade for the debut for the latest and Ooh. greatest reality show, Celebrity Splash. We are all waiting for it to start, and it started on Monday night. And I'm giving it an E because I have to wait till the next episode so I can give it an F. I can't give it an F first up because there's nowhere else to go down. This is the biggest bit of Bodine's excretia I've ever seen on the small screen. This is reprehensible, and to think there are executives out there that have paid good money and big money, in fact, salacious wage packets, and have got the temerity of putting something we like this R. on at a prime viewing time. It is a disgrace, and I hope you die with it. If I had an R, I could spell crap. I need a P as you well. You don't say that in your show, mate. We're better than that. OK, we are. It is absolutely... Hey, oh, but it's on Channel 7 <laughs> tonight. <laughs> School is out, but next up, happy bad. time. The big finish and sporting bet best bets of the week. All right. that coming up. Now, this is... I wish I could really say what I mean. It is an F. Bad. Happy 38th birthday to David Beckham. And he celebrated by copying a straight red card for Nasty Challenge playing for... Paris Saint-Germain. That's OK, because he's yeah. doing it for free and donating his money yeah, to the kids. Yeah, charity. Good. Happy anniversary to Australian cricket 18 years ago. We finally beat the Windies in a series in the Windies after a 22-year drought. Apparently, they were the worst ever team to go to the West Indies as well. <laughs> Gee, didn't they dominate world cricket for a long time? And happy trails to the LA Lakers. Started the year as one of the favourites for the NBA title, but they suffered a stack of injuries and got swept in the finals by San Antonio who had two Aussies in Aaron Baines and Paddy Mills on court. Paddy Mills, Paddy Mills is killing him, isn't he? Good friend of Ooh. the show, uh, regular tweeterer. Uh, now for the big finish, and speaking of Aussies in the NBA, big Andrew Bogut is having a massive first-round playoff series for the uh, Warriors. He hit some massive dunks in their game for win. Good to see after all of his injury dramas He's lately. repaying his debt. Big week for Aussies in the US. My word. Yeah. Stephanie Rice stole some of the limelight from uh, those actually competing at the Australian Swimming Championships when she announced she was planning on a comeback for the Commonwealth Games next year. Good to have her back. Well, good to have her back and not on uh, Celebrity Splash, which is uh, where she was uh, looking heading, at going. Heading, yes. yes. Central Coast Mariners coach Graham Arnold reckons there's too many foreigners in the A-League and it's hurting the Socceroos. Interesting from the man who should be coaching the Socceroos. Mm. And I reckon he's got a point too. It's all right having Ono and Del Pietro of that ilk and uh, Hensky, uh, those guys, those sort of guys. But the others... That second tier. Now Hensky's, the sporting bed bear. Hensky's a wine. I got the Hensky Hill of Grace. I was thinking. Of. I had a couple the other day. A uh, couple of dozen. In fact, a couple of Firkins. Now for the sporting bed best bets of the week, Sam. You like uh, Hawthorne to beat Adelaide. Uh, for me, Port Adelaide to beat North Melbourne. You won't like that. Sporting bet like Brisbane to beat Souths. That's in the rugby league, of course. Don't forget footytips.com.au and the footy season has started. But there's half a million people each and every week getting in on the action, including yours truly and Kekker as well. I'm Russell Barwick. That is it. And I'm Sam Kekkervich. And as always, turn off the splash. You know it makes sense. Feed. What is it? Birkins. Birkins. Yes. A couple of Birkins are red. <laughs>